Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Practice of the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence of the Resurrection, Spiritual Maxims, Chapter 4, Union of the Soul with God. There are three kinds of union. The first is habitual, the second virtual, and the third actual. Habitual union is when we are united to God solely by grace. Virtual union is when we begin an action by which we are united with God and remain united with him by virtue of this action the entire time of its duration. Actual union is the most perfect, and completely spiritual as it is, its movement is perceptible because the soul is not asleep, as in the other two unions, but finds itself powerfully stirred. Its operation is more intense than fire, more luminous than the sun in a clear sky. Nonetheless, this feeling can be misleading, for it is not a simple expression of the heart, like saying, my God, I love you with all my heart, or other similar words. It is rather an I don't know what of the soul, gentle, peaceful, spiritual, respectful, humble, loving, and very simple, that upholds and incites it to love God, to adore him, and even embrace him with an inexpressible tenderness that experience alone can enable us to understand. Those who seek divine union must know that whatever attracts the will is in fact agreeable and delightful, or so it is perceived. We must admit that God is incomprehensible and that to be united with him we must deprive the will of all sorts of spiritual and physical satisfactions so that, being thereby set free, it can love God above all things. If the will can in some respect comprehend God, it can only do so by love. There is a great difference between the tastes and sentiments of the will and the operations of the same will, because the tastes and sentiments of the will are in the soul as in their object, and its operation, which is properly love, terminates in God as in its end. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, Ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Normally, Brother Lawrence is so simple in his treatment of these questions. But in tonight's chapter, he tries to be more systematic, more theoretical. He tries to explain three different kinds of union with God. Habitual, virtual, and actual. What's he talking about? Well, he says habitual 
is a union with God that comes solely by grace. This is the union we have when we're asleep, when we're doing anything in which we're in a state of grace, whether we're thinking about God, loving God, living for God. It's a fact that by being baptized, by remaining in a state of grace, our souls are in fact united to God. Then there is this virtual union. And notice that he says that we are united by virtue of this action. Virtual and by virtue of. The root there is a Latin word meaning power. By the power of an initial beginning of an action in union with God that then is maintained throughout even if we're not actually thinking of God. For example, if you decide you're going to walk to the hospital or you're going to walk to a store, you know how to get there. And so as you're walking or maybe even driving, you are almost not at all aware where you're intending to go. You just go in virtue of that beginning that you made, that intention that you had at the beginning, it carries you all the way through. And we call that a virtual union when it's applied to God. So for example, you start to pray the rosary, you start to play Compline, you start to pray anything. You begin with an intention you begin with a union with God, and even if you get very distracted, you're all over the place, all through that period of prayer, there is a virtual union. You remain united by virtue, by the power of that beginning action that carries you through the whole thing. And this, by the way, is why the beginning of prayer is so important. The intention you form at the beginning, even if you don't maintain it the whole time, characterizes, covers, changes the whole prayer itself. Finally, there is this actual union. He says it's the most perfect. The soul is powerfully stirred, more intense than fire, very luminous. It's heat is there, but also light. But this is kind of confusing what he says. He says, it's not a simple expression like, my God, I love you with all my heart. No, he's talking about something more hidden, more dark, as it were. He says, this kind of actual union really begins when the soul says to God, I don't know what you are, I, but I love you, I adore you, I embrace you. And he says that what he's talking about can't really be understood except by experience. What he's actually beginning to talk about here is infused contemplation. This is when God begins 
to communicate himself to us in dark rays of light. We have faith. We already are united to him habitually. But God begins to enlighten our minds with knowledge and wisdom and understanding. He's perfecting our faith. But it's like looking at the sun. Suddenly you can't see anything. If you look directly at the sun, eye becomes darkened. The light is too bright. The light by which everything else is seen, when looked at directly, is a blinding light. And that's the kind of union with God he's talking about here. This is an actual union of God with God in which he begins to infuse a knowledge of himself based on faith that's so bright that our response is to say, I don't know what you are, Lord. It's not because he is not infinitely intelligible and, and knowable. It's because our minds are so limited that we experience this gift of prayer as being as in a cloud of unknowing. We know God is there. We can actually reach out and embrace him by love. But it's very difficult in this moment to say much of what he is. Yes, we can say what he is by faith. We can re recite the creed. But exactly what he is, is blinding us. He's too knowable. He's too infinite. And yet our wills are attracted because our hearts are restless into the rest in him. So let us, in this reading, remember that our Lord is leading us along a dark path. A dark path that ends in union with him. But that our wills can actually embrace God as he is in himself. Even if we seem to be confused, even if we don't seem to know what's going on, he is there in the darkness, in the cloud, and our wills can beat upon him, can cling to him, we can love him. Brother Lawrence says that the will the heart can, as it were, comprehend God through love. Even if what we know of God seems limited, our love in this stage of our life goes beyond our knowledge, as it were. It outstrips our knowledge. We can, as it were, love him more than we can know him. It's God himself that we're loving. God himself that we're embracing. Let us not give up. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.